Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. This episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, along with Alice and Rife Martin, Philip talks about the top challenges for business as listed by the AICPA. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Alrighty. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison, the CPA. I didn't even say your last name this time. I'm just, I'm just going to call you Allison, the CPA. <laughs> At least you're not saying Allison, the CPA, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the only like one you have. Yeah, the only one. So anyway, well, I have to say I am excited to be here because, as I mentioned in our last episode, everybody and their brother has been, you know, pouring over the AICPA business and industry economic outlook to glean what details they can for the, uh, obviously, the economic outlook for the U.S. economy for the remainder of the year. And what they are seeing is economic you know, optimism is starting to decline, particularly in like, which I was surprised uh, knowing that Texas is a, you know, a haven for business growth. The overall uh, economic outlook for the West was a decline from 56% of economic optimism to 49%. It's not a material decrease, but I just thought that was kind of interesting knowing that all the businesses we hear in Texas are attracting. Um, Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting, but um what I thought we could talk about today were the top challenges that the survey suggests our uh, biz- businesses, business owners have on their mind. And what would you think would be the number one uh, business concern? Uh, currently, let's see. I'm gonna, act, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like you didn't, you didn't tell me the number one answer. So I'm gonna like, <laughs> make a guess that I would have guessed had you not told me. Let's see. The number, the number one concern at the current moment is. Uh, Taxes. <laughs> you would think, right? Most of us don't think about our tax return till uh, I don't know December thirty first, <laughs> which we should not be. But the number one ch- uh, challenge is inflation, and that's been consistent for fourth first fourth quarter of twenty twenty one through today. And and we can probably attest to that because we hear about it consistently in the news. We're all worried about inflation. We're all worried about the impact of the higher cost of everything um, and how does it relate to maybe a potential recession. But the number two uh, business concern was high cost of supplies. And we drop all the way down to the number eight one, which was a surprise to me, was high energy costs. And I would have expected that to be much higher in the ranks of top challenges for business. business yeah, owners. And, yeah, and, and, that, and that's going to be one that's going to, probably is going to definitely probably raise in the ranks because a lot of energy contracts are locked in for like a year, two years, right? Very rarely do you see three years, but some big companies do. Um, But as those contracts come renewed this year, you'll see a lot lot more people go, oh, like when when I renewed my contract, I was like, oh, what? Like, Like my kilowatt per hour cost like doubled. 
you know, so yeah, it was. And you just said, and how does this tie into the idea, like we talked about last time, you know, the uh, hiring in light of a potential recession and, you know, business owners are still having to come up with creative ways to be able to afford the high cost of the salary that employer employees rightfully demand and deserve. And, you know, these high energy costs, inflation, supplies, and materials, um, what are they going to do in, in relate to that? And you can go back and listen to our previous episode, you know, to get some ideas on that. But um, the number nine topic or item was cybersecurity, mm. which, again, I thought was surprising. I would have expected that to be higher higher up the road or higher up the list. What do you think on that one? Well, yeah, it's like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. So it's not really important to most people until they have a cyber attack. Right. Or they or they know a business has had a cyber attack personally that they really actually care about. But most people haven't, you know, most people just see it on the news. Uh, you know, me, you, you and I are in very compliant businesses that, you know, we just we think about that because we have so much client um, you know, data. Yeah, we are the treasure trove of client information. So, yeah, that is always top of mind for us. But I would have assumed other business owners would have had equally as high a concern as well, too. But um, what the survey went on to talk about, and I thought a lot of these were both in your and my neck of the woods here, was what can you do to, you know, mitigate, potentially mitigate these challenges? And one is obviously a regular conversation with your investment advisor to review your portfolio. Maybe now is the time to invest in in bonds, oh, you know, it's some type of bonds, obviously. Don't don't obviously move your portfolio in that way. But maybe now's the time to, like, look at hedge funds or derivatives or something or, you know, potentially cryptocurrency, you know, another ways to diversify so that you've got your cash set up. You've got enough reserve, reserves so that you are ready to weather the storm. Another thing you can contemplate is, uh, depending upon where you are in, in your evolution of your business, is potential mergers and acquisition with another like-minded business, like another CPA firm or another investment firm or, I don't know, any other kind of firm you're looking at. But I am going to imagine that, that you're going to see a heightened or an increased number of M&A activities, especially as we round out the end of the hmm. year. Uh, so, I, I would agree. You, you and I are both in agreement on that. And I think, too, and that's in light, too, of the idea that, you know, baby boomers – you know, we're now, I'm not a baby boomer, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you're going to see, you know, a lot of people are starting to think potentially maybe now's the time to start really exiting our business. So I suspect that's another thing that's going to help us see a lot more, um, you know. Yeah, I, I, call it, I, I call it economic rebalancing, meaning what what, why, what wise investors do, and you hit it on the nail, what wise business people which, who are investors you know, they rebalance. So they say, all right, I have to make some hard choices, which requires them to have a good CPA slash CFO, know the math and the numbers, and then to say, okay, here are all my assets. These are the assets that I believe in the most. These are the ones that I believe in the, le the least. Let me sell or divest myself of these assets and then reinvest my money into, you know, these, these other, these other assets, right? I, you know, I, I literally have told people, Hey, you know, you, uh, uh, and me and Jason did a, did a podcast episode on it, and I even did it back in November myself before we had the podcast episode. But there were investors who like like took equity from their home through borrowing or selling it, 
um, and then use that cash to reinvest in more productive assets that, that they believe over the next five or 10 years and or their business. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, especially if you said there, this might be the time to really start thinking, is it a good time to really, you know, shift your income to a more passive income like real estate, especially knowing how many businesses are relocating here to Texas? Is this the time? And if you're interested to invest so that you can take advantage of all the population growth um, coming here because of the businesses that are coming in. So that might be something to contemplate, too. Absolutely. And, and, and let me and, and I think it, and, I, and I would love to hear your thought on this too. tie it, tie it into our last episode. If you didn't if you didn't listen, go listen. But you said you said something on our last episode that was super important. I think, you know, I think we have cycles that typically come in 10, 15 year periods of time where money gets all the gain and then people get all the gain. Right. Uh, and so we're in a period of time where people are like like you can fight it, but you're going to lose. Like people are going to get paid and then the businesses that pay the people the most are going to like make the most profit. So I would, I would, I would really encourage people to think about the most important, if you're a business owner, the most important asset on your balance sheet over Bitcoin, your 401k, your investment, anything are people, right? I would be aggressive on rebalancing to raise cash, to hire the best people because they're going to be disgruntled. Like this is the, Best time to be a business owner because it's a lot of pissed off people. Yeah. And I was going to say, what have I heard? There's an interesting statistic along those lines. The pop, the, the, the hundred percent of employees or uh, employees are broken into 70, 27, three, 70% are not necessarily those who you, who are the best and the brightest 27 are the, you know, really great ones who have like lots of opportunities. So you've got to, work hard to attract them and three percent are the ones you currently have working for you who you really want to work hard to make sure you attract and retain through salary increases 401k benefits maybe something along the lines of you know like an ESOP or some kind of deferred equity compensation those are the kind of things that you really want to make sure you're working hard to create a great place that employees want to stay and work because once they're mad they're gone Mm-hmm. And this market is such they're going to find they're going to find a great a potentially greater place to work that will pay more and give them what they're worth and value the contributions they're bringing to the business. Absolutely. So the other things you can do, I know we kind of like got off tangent there, but the other things that I, a lot of businesses I do are doing, which I think is maybe short sighted, is lowering their capital investment, mm. which. It, you know, obviously, we want to work hard to maintain our employees, but do you really need, is this really the time to stop investing in capital equipment? Maybe you don't need the extra computer, but maybe you need a piece of equipment to help you produce that great piece of business that you're bringing selling to your clients. This one, I think, is you really have to think long and hard about this one. A lot of businesses are considering lowering or uh, stopping providing some of their products and services to their customers. Is it a smart idea? Maybe. But here's again where, you know, a great CPA CFO can step in and help you and say, here's where this particular business line is not providing you the bang for the buck. Maybe it is time to not do that product anymore. Or did you know if you tweet, if you invest a little bit more here, you can generate even more profit on that line of business that you want to sell? So anyway, those are just, that one to me, you really have to think long and hard about. Um, 
to mitigate the potential talent I- issue, a lot of businesses are considering using AI for headcount, mm. as in artificial intelligence. Again, you have to really think long and hard about that one because your employees are the backbone of your business. Is that really a smart and wise investment? Maybe, maybe not. So anyway, there's lots of things to think about, but I think here's where a good investment advisor and a CPA can step in and help you look at your finances and make sure that you're ready to mitigate those top challenges. Yeah, that was interesting. I think the last point actually, you know, I think you definitely should overpay the hot, the, the very talented people. And you probably can replace the people that are just bodies there that are not really trying with AI because at least it's neutral. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but you have to sit there and think, you know, because, you know, you th- what kind of experience are you providing your customers if it's just some AI bot? Like, you know, yeah. the, what you provide is only as good as the technology that you're using. And yeah. so if you're going to go the AI route, is it the right technology? Right. Uh, yeah. and, it de- yeah. and, and it depends. It depends. <laughs> I, I be, we we got to start a whole new podcast call. It depends. Exactly. Every CPA would get on board with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let everybody know how they can reach if they want more information. Uh, well, you can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, and, uh, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com, and I would love to talk with anybody about these topics. And, and I have to say thank you so much for um, nerding out with me on the uh, AICPA economic outlook because I really actually find that stuff fun to read. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's important for business owners. Definitely. Well, enjoy your week until next week. Talk to you later, Philip. I'm still Rob. Make it a great one. (laughs) If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.